0: blog talk radio to all players Husk.
1: whores bull guys and for downright real people I want you to lift Be what you are and be the very best of what you are. Whatever your thing is, make your own self a star. When y'all see me riding around here with gold handles on each one of my doors, they have the nerve to say that motherfucker is pimping whore.
0: They call me a liar, a thief. Son
1: of you even call me a freak. Then you say that motherfucker's done got on top. He must have done it by eating cock.
0: But if all of
1: that—that was done behind closed doors—was brought to light,
0: there'd be a whole lot of
1: cocksuckers and dicklickers and freakish motherfuckers sitting right out here tonight. So what have you got to take and what have you got to give? As long as I live the life that I love because I love the life that I live. But furthermore, if you would stir your finger round up in your own pot, you would be too damn busy trying to find out what kind of dick did I've got. So I'm going to live for today because I'm not promised tomorrow.
0: I want plenty of good loving and less
1: pain and sorrow.
0: So I'm going to keep on living
1: and being wise, And I'm going to be the very best of what I am. And for those who don't like it, confidentially, I don't give a damn. Because I live the life that I love,
0: and I love the life that I live. Rudy Ray.
2: What?
3: I said Rudy Ray. That's
2: all. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Steve's Video Store. That was, well, since we missed it, that was our final tribute to LGBT Month. And that's why I say to every one of you, be you gay, trans, straight, live the life that you love. And love the life and that lo- you live. That's all you really need to do.
3: hmm I think that That's goes your, for Vicky. everyone.
2: Vicky? Vicky?
4: Yes. I I agree. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: what's great about it is that uh well if you watch uh, Dolomite is my name, Vicky, it sort of hints at it, but it never does say Rudy Ray was a closeted gay man who never really came out.
4: Well, that's probably because he couldn't. Oh, well, he's not at that yeah. point in time. Yeah, that's what I mean.
2: But just that message, that's always been my message ever since I heard it back in the 90s. As long as you live the life that you love and love the life that you live, no matter what. And that's more important to me. We'll get into that later in the show. But first, yeah. Uh, you know, Guys, what do you think about that? We're at nine thousand six hundred and sixty-one listens.
1: Yay!
2: And that means we're pretty close to having ten thousand people listen to our stuff, people.
4: How does that wow. sound?
2: Wow! Yeah,
4: I feel like an avalanche just hit me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And,
3: wow. Well, I hope it's a good avalanche.
2: <laughs> and for that, I'm doing a little bit of a giveaway. Some very rare stuff. One is a thirty dollar L.A. Lakers LeBron James pop. It's a cool one. One that actually shows them wearing uh, uh, the L.A. Lakers yellow and purple colors with the White and purple sneakers and purple socks and all that. Well, that's cool. It has a little bit of damage on it, but I got it in the damaged box. But it's still worth thirty dollars.
0: Well, that's not very a sports cool. Fan.
4: <laughs> huh? I don't know anything. I'm not a sports fan. I don't know anything about something like that.
2: Well, I'm not either. That's why I'm giving the pop figure away.
4: Ooh! Did you hear that, sports fans? All they're hearing is thirty dollars Bond James figure. That's pretty hard to find. Okay, crap.
2: And <laughs> I'm giving away, Vicky. Have you ever heard of the book, Women, Men, Women and Chainsaws?
4: No, I have not.
2: It was the first. Feminist dissection Of The slasher genre And it created the term Final girl And it came out in 1992 And the hardback Well almost any print of it It's out of print
4: Oh 92 I can tell you why 92 I was pregnant all that year And oh I also gave birth That year so I didn't know anything
2: and any copy of it goes for $30. Wow. You hear that,
3: yeah, people? Yeah,
2: it was the one that coined the term Final Girl and was the one that first really brought into the slasher. Carl will understand why I'm going agree with me on this, because you know that book, right, Carl?
3: No, oh, yeah, I know the book. I'm very familiar with it.
2: Yeah, it's the first one to really get into the knife as a phallic symbol for women too. It's a very important book in female film criticism- female film criticism.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And because I love you guys so much, I'm giving away my copy. And nightmares and screams the. Films of Wes Craven. It covers all of his films up from together to, let's see, uh, The Curse, the one right after uh oh, I know. yeah
3: werewolf movies. Oh, yeah, the werewolf movie. Okay, I'm familiar yeah. with that one, yeah.
2: And both of those books are you are very academic books and they're used in schools and they're very cool books too. And I'm giving away for free. And I'll get as we get closer to 10,000, I will give the details of how to win them. That's just a tease. Because we love our listeners. Don't we guys?
4: Absolutely. Yes, we do. Absolutely,
2: and I don't know about you I guys. I wouldn't the most, be
4: here. Eh. I, I I just wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the listeners.
2: Oh, they love I you, wouldn't. everybody over at the uh uh the movie group that you join. Yeah, you know Chris and all them. Yeah,
4: madness. Yeah, movie. Yeah, madness. every
2: one of them. They go, is will gonna be on this show? Is Vicki gonna be on
4: this show? <laughs> Oh, I love them, too. They know it. They know it. I love them.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. When it comes to our first matter of business, when I think of him, I think of one of the funniest silent takes ever in television history, which is the scene where he's sitting in front of his work desk after Mary Tyler Moore has accidentally outed him as wearing a hairpiece. And Dick Van Dyke walks into his office, and you just see him with this solemn look on his face, surrounded by hairpieces, just staring at him with a sad look on his
4: face. Oh, man. (sighs)
0: That is just
3: yeah a that's great, a great uh, yeah, oh right absolutely
4: that's great yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, that's just a great theme, but a great great episode
3: yeah, I mean, I mean, the one thing about Carl Reiner, and that's of course who we're talking about, is he had been around for many, many, many years, I mean, he started in the early fifties uh and went on, and of course, uh the scene you're, you're talking about is from the Dick Van Dyke show, which he created. Yeah. Uh, um, but the one thing about Carl Reiner... Well, let's ask this question. When was the first time you ever saw him?
4: I was a little kid.
3: Do you know what it I was? Was it Dick Van Dyke?
4: No, uh-uh. It was before that, because my grandparents, who I spent most of my time with, they... Um, um, what... The is Caesar show... Can't, your show, Your show. show. the show, yeah, okay. He was a writer on that show, and part mm-hmm. of the the cat or the ensemble. And so, Carl Reiner, I my my oldest TV memories is with Carl Reiner in them.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So I can't tell you how old I was. I was young, three or four mm-hmm. when you. As far back as you can remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Black and uh, and white the movie TV people, black and white.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And the movie, my favorite years, is an amalgamation of stories from Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks, and a few other one of the writers from your show of shows.
3: About when Errol Flynn came on as a guest.
2: Yeah. Well and the main Harold character Flynn is the one, but it's like they said it was another amalgamation of just good stories about gas. They're like, Okay, let's create this kind of character that we can put all these great stories in.
3: <laughs> yep. Now 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 for me, what I remember Carl Reiner from is I saw it on the Ed Sullivan show and it was the two thousand year old man. It was the skit that he did with uh, Mel Brooks, I and mean, the one thing about Carl Reiner is ju- just an incredible, incredible straight man, and that takes a lot more work than you think it it, it should.
0: Yeah. You know
3: that's not an easy job, but man, that that skit is just so freaking hilarious,
2: especially since uh, the that, only thing written in that skit are the questions. Everything out there, yeah. everything else in that bit is free, flop, free wire. Yeah. Yep. Hell, Rhino has, and I don't know if it's still in print and CD or anything, had a five-record set of them doing various versions of that skit.
0: Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and, and it's a great. It's. It, I mean, they even came out with one not too long ago, like uh, year two thousand, early two thousands. Yeah.
0: Um,
3: and and just you know, of course, Mel Brook doing this is is Jewish Yiddish two uh, thousand year old man. But again, listen to how Carl Reiner just asks those questions and just sets them up. Because he doesn't know what the joke's going to be, he could just have to feel it and where it's going, and so so that's how well they knew each other. And of course, they were best friends; they loved each other dearly, and they met in the fifties. But man, what what you know? If you're looking for a straight man and someone who's really really talented at it, you can't go any better than uh, Carl Reiner. Period.
2: Okay, well, I'm I done. Think too- Look at his acting credits and his directing credits it's like two different people all together.
4: mhm, so I sort yeah. of agree with that. It's like yeah, different different people in one skin,
3: yeah, oh acting, I would agree with directing,
4: that. directing too. writing all those are all three different aspects of him that seem like almost. Complete different personality.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just look at his first five films and just look at the bizarre, the comedy between them. Uh, 1959's Happy Anniversary is his actor. The Gazebo, which is a good movie. That's a dark little piece,
3: by the way. The Gazebo is a dark little piece.
2: Yeah, except that they wimp out at the ending. Yeah. Uh, and then, the follow-up, a dark movie written by William Peter Blight and we got Gidget Goes a Lion. <laughs> And then the thrill of well. it all. And then it's a mad, 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 mad world. Yes, yes, yes,
4: yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. And I love
3: that movie. I know it's a, it's one of those big ensemble insanities. But I remember seeing that. We went to a theater. I must have been what six years old? Is that sixty-four? I think
2: da, da, da. sixty-three. I don't have
3: it in front. Okay, so I was five years old. We went to see it, and I I just thought it was so much fun. It was silly. It was fun, and 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 uh, of course I've seen it several times since, and I love. Oh, when I love rolling.
2: when I've seen it as a kid. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw it um,
4: at the drive-in. It was so much fun. Oh, my gosh.
2: And there's about two or three different cuts of it out there, I think.
0: Well, oh, there's no show about
2: cut. I know no, three there hours.
4: Is. And there's yeah. one
2: that's two hours plus. And then, and then the 90-minute version, which was a TV cut. Yep.
4: Exactly, the TV cut is terrible, terrible, terrible. If you're gonna, if you've never watched that movie, and you want to watch it because it's just good fun, it you just laugh. Um, uh, do not watch the ninety-minute version. You won't like it and won't be fun. Watch one of the other two.
2: Mm-hmm. What do you say, Carl?
3: Um. Uh. I remember seeing the long version, and that's that's the version that that I remember. So so that's what I'm going to say is, is, is the And road what show. else made
2: the long version special, Carl?
3: I don't remember. I was five years if old. you saw
2: it at the right place, it was shown in 70 millimeter.
3: No, we went to a drive-in. It was, certainly was not 70 yeah. millimeter.
2: Well, look at the hateful eight. They put them in the seventy millimeter and regular
4: one too. Right, right.
2: And then we get one that Carl, that this Carl likes, I think, is John Goldfarb. Please come home.
3: Well, again, it's William Peter Blatty.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. You know, let's let's not forget that. And also, uh, it's uh, hold on. Uh the art of uh okay, wait a second. Oh, okay, that's uh Okay, just a second here. That's right, you're going by actor. I I was looking at director
2: there. Yeah, we're looking at act I'm going through his acting credits first.
4: If you're on okay. uh, I am d b it's not there.
0: Okay. Damn okay. we
2: parents uncredited.
4: Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. Well no the what the uh, no, it's not it's not listed on IMDb That's what it is. Yeah. No. Uh the next yeah. one I have is The Russians Are Coming, the Russians Are Coming, which I I'll I'll talk
4: about.
2: Yeah. A, and uh, the Art of Love I he so plays Rodin. That... What the fuck? What? Oh, yes. yes. Yes, yes, that's weird. And then Alice of Wonderland in Paris. He plays Anatolia of Paris. Again, I don't know that. it. Yeah. And then one of the my I don't I ain't seen this movie, I don't know about it, but I just love the fucking title of it.
0: What?
4: Okay. Don't worry, we'll think of a title.
0: <laughs>
3: no, you missed one.
4: <laughs> no, well, no, he's probably you know, we're on the inferior site. Yeah, no yeah, no I'm no. Right. The Russians are coming, the Rus- Yeah, the we're Russians are, are the coming. Right. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, take that away. That is a good one. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming.
3: Right. So there's there's a story to be told about this. Okay. So the Russians are coming. Uh, the main character is played by Alan Arkin, and he's a Russian sub commander who gets uh, sort of like a Uh, grounded uh, uh, in New England and and they're all thinking that Russia's attacking and so on and so forth. And Carl Reiner is in the cast in a supporting role. Uh, Well, at that point, Carl Reiner was writing a play and thought that uh, Alan Arkin would be good for the lead. And so... I think it's the next year that it came out on Broadway. Enter Laughing came out on Broadway starring Alan Arkin, and Enter Laughing is an autobiographical play, and we'll get that's to the movie call? later.
2: We're not on his acting yes. credits yet. We'll get to that.
3: Okay, but I'm just saying I'm just saying that, that that's how they met, because we'll Did
2: you know that The that Russians later. Are Coming is based on a real incident? Yes, yes. I did know I that.
4: I do. That yes. What
2: happened was, in a real incident, is the Russians... We're out on patrol, and they got lost, and they landed in the Falcons. You know why? Why? I asked for directions. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out that their uh... Uh, compass was the is oh, compass compass. broken.
3: That's funny.
4: It is, but th- it makes for a really funny movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And next oh, is oh, one oh, of the good.
2: worst of the schm- schm- messes of oh, their A Guide to the Married Man.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And we're skipping over. Directing credits: We got Generation. He plays Stan Herman, and Your Show of Shows, the movie, which I've never really had a chance to see. What about you?
3: That was actually the uh, that ran on on um, HBO, and that was
2: yeah.
3: because for some reason I'd never seen Your Show of Shows, and so that was my introduction to, to Sid Caesar, really.
0: And That's that whole great. show,
3: yeah, it really was, and and I was just amazed at that. And basically, it's just ten skits from your show shows. So right. it's, it's Caesar, the Gene Coca. it's it's uh, yeah. of course Carl Reiner, uh, and of course Mel Brooks is is one of the writers along with Neil Simon. You know, I mean, just the talent, everything. I just, I my mouth hit the floor when I saw that. I was just amazed at how good it was.
2: And that but I yeah, I was one of the darkest films that he was in, because we're skipping directing credits. And that would be The End. That's a dark Oh, I, lo-
3: I love that movie. I freaking yeah. love that movie. Tom <laughs> DeLuise never had a better role. Never. Oh,
0: this i
4: I yeah. love you. <laughs> yeah, yes he has But that's a pretty good one <laughs> yeah. There's a good cast In this one too I like that There's a, yeah. there's a good cast, that's a good cast.
2: <laughs> And well Mel Brooks Is making history of the part one History of the world part one And he said to Playboy He said When it come to cast one role He had to get the most arrogant an uridite snobbish motherfucker that he knows to play this role. And what role would that be, Carl?
3: That would be God. God.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and and you know what, that whole that whole uh tablet thing was was, was off the cuff, man. Uh he he had sex for, for for something else and he was thinking, he said, Oh, this would be a good gag and so he called, he called Carl Reiner and they recorded it like quickly and just changed the sets a little bit. But that whole thing is just, it's one of the yeah, best things in the whole film.
4: Isn't most of that movie, I mean, isn't it famous for there was a script that was rewritten? Um, this part was rewritten 15 times, this part was written 3 times, this part was written yeah. ten times. Uh, a new uh, gag was Hines brought in. Yeah, in History
2: of the World Part 1. Yeah. It was supposed to be Richard Pryor, but then Richard Pryor had his little mishap with,
4: uh,
2: <laughs> a match. I'm
4: so sorry, I'm... I'm, I'm not laughing, I'm laughing at the absurdity of the situation and not at what happened to the poor man <laughs> Oh, and here's
2: one of the funnier bits Guess what one of the commandments on the stone that Moses breaks of one of the 15 is? It's written in real Hebrew, he, Hebrew Carl Guess what one of the commandments is?
3: I forget, I've read it I've read it, it's one of the ones that breaks, but go ahead
2: yeah, thou shalt not break these tablets.
0: Oh, yes, <laughs> <all>
2: right, right. <laughs> and then prove, oh, crack. I give you these 15, <laughs> 10, <laughs> 10, <laughs> 10 <laughs> commandments. <laughs> that has to be, most people when they talk about history or part one, they talk about the French Revolution part, which is good. It's, a,
4: but, it's funny, yes.
2: But I love uh the Inquisition musical. Oh
0: the Inquisition. Absolutely.
2: We're going to torture you to death tonight. <laughs> and I'm still pissed off at you, Mel Brooks. I want right. my Jews in space sequel, God damn
4: it. <laughs> yes, right. I agree. Where is part two, damn it? Yes, I I don't know. For years afterwards, I'm like, is there going to be a history part two? Is there? Is there?
5: I looked <laughs> for it for a long time.
4: Uh, in the Move My oh,
2: which is based on a true story from World War Two about this teenage guy who ended up pleasuring. The local women While their men Were gone to war And he got caught They called him The woo woo kid (laughs) (laughs) It's a funny idea It's just the movie Doesn't (laughs) Take the ball And run with it Like it should Does it Carl?
3: No Not at all
2: They leave out The part Vicky And you're gonna laugh When they uh, Caught him
0: Yeah Yeah
2: They even measured certain parts of his body to see if he had anything that was outstanding.
4: (laughs) Well, and they left that part out? Yeah, I can see why. Look at the era.
2: There was no news back then, so the biggest news they had was this little 15-year-old punk was screwing people's wives. And then we got The Spirit of 76, which, if you don't know it, be glad. Yeah. And then we got one of his cult films, which I thought was fucking great. And I'm glad it's finally getting a cult, and that's Slums of Beverly Hills.
3: Oh, yeah.
4: Agreed.
2: Have you seen that one, Vicky?
4: I do not... Believe so. Ninety-eight. <laughs> no I'm sure I didn't.
2: It's based on the author, her experiences as a kid, and her and her uh, father keeps moving them from place to place to make sure that her and her brothers get to stay in the best school district in Los Angeles.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Not something I
3: saw. It's actually no, and good. He, and he has a, he, Well, that's you know again. That has co-stars Alan Arkin, who yeah. I, I I'm sorry, but I don't think I've ever seen a bad Alan Arkin though. At least not him in it. And
2: Carl Reiner is good in this.
3: Oh yeah, agreed. Agreed. It's a fun little movie.
2: Yeah, it's a sweet oh, coming no, no. I hate movie and it doesn't get as dirty as you would think, you know.
3: No, no, not at all. Not at all.
2: And then there's the movie that Carl loves the best of his.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah.
2: The Adventures of Rocky <laughs> and Bullwinkle.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Okay.
3: Vicky can, can can verify for this, okay? But I actually stood in line to get into that movie the day it opened. Boy, was that a mistake.
0: <laughs> Good God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're laughing now. You yeah. laughed at me then,
2: too. <laughs> and he was in, uh, here's the yeah. weird thing. He was in The Majestic, which is all right. But he was in all three of the Ocean films
4: reboots. Right,
3: right. Oh, he played a major role in that. Yeah.
4: He played his old
0: blue man. Yeah,
4: a yeah, pretty... Um, he was... What are they called? The side characters? He was a major side character.
3: Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's one of the guys and then, that, that, that... Go ahead. He's one of the guys that... that George Clooney brings together to pull it every pull it off. He's one of the cur- right,
2: right. He's even in the Ocean's Eight uh, female remake.
3: Yeah, so is so is uh, Elliot Gould. They're the only ones that made it all the way through all four films.
2: Yeah, and then he starred in a movie about Carl. I don't know why he made a movie about why well, he's in a movie <laughs> about Carl. <laughs>
3: What movie is that?
2: Dumbbells.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't even see it.
4: It's on, it's on um, the wiki. Yeah. You've gotta yeah. got to have multiple um, uh, windows open, Carl. Yeah.
0: No, I Carl have phone. Duck,
4: duck You're a Carl but... with a K. He's a Carl with a C.
3: Oh, okay. Now, got dumbbells. Okay, things. got it.
2: His last role is in Toy Story 4.
4: Which is really a cute little... It's cute. I've watched it with my granddaughters. Yeah. And Carl Rhinoceros is cute.
2: Yeah, that's his name in the movie, Carl Rhinoceros.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's cute. So this is the thing. He died in 2020, but he was still making videos in 2020, yeah. okay? Yeah. He's got the whole quarantine thing down. He's still starring in videos, and he has two separate ones about the whole being in quarantine. I've seen them. I've watched them. I've... When I got up a couple days ago and saw that he died, I'm like, didn't he just make that video? Mm-hmm. Didn't he just guest on on Bill Maher just, just what, three months ago? Wait a second. No. This can't be real. I thought it was a joke at first.
2: Say, I'm talking about dying with your boots on.
4: Yes. This man was like the Terminator when it comes to everything <laughs> that he did, writing, directing, producing, creating. He's the creating Terminator of all time. Yeah. yeah. And
2: now we're moving on to movie directoral credits, which oh, love... Which is not available in any home format right now.
3: I don't even think it's <laughs> it's streaming at all.
2: No, it's not available. Underline at all. <laughs> And for what everyone and what Carl says it's actually good.
3: Oh yeah. Absolutely.
2: And is it me Absolutely. or was Shirley Winter born to play the minch?
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah, my my biggest my biggest problem with this is that the people producing it. Uh, decided that Alan Arkin wasn't the right person to star in it, and I think it's miscast with Jose Ferrer. That being said, Jelly Winters, Elaine May, Jack friggin' Gilbert, who I absolutely adore, Michael J. Pollard, Don Rickles, Richard Deacon, Rennie Santoni, Rob Reiner, is in this too. I mean, I mean, it's 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 a really really fun little movie. It's 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 sweet natured. It's not it's not ribald. It's it's not you know mean or anything like that. It's just a sweet natured little film. And, and after
2: uh, that, he decided, hey, let's go make one of the most dark, depressing films about being a comic ever made.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And that would be the comic. Nineteen sixty nine. I've got to see it on late night T V, God, I love this movie. But it will I make you want too. to open a vein.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's and sad. the funny thing is you know, we forget how good an actor Dick Van Dyke
4: is.
0: And, oh, and, and I of don't course, forget you,
4: who who is, who is who a right you're referring to. Yeah, but I mean, what
3: what do you remember of of Dick Van Dyke? Lighter role. Him being
2: a racist who wears blackface in a movie.
3: Yeah, there's that too, but but he gave two of the best darker films uh, and, and portrayals along, and this is one of them. He is just magnificent in this in this film, and he will make you hate him. That's how good he is
2: in this.
0: He made me hate cur- him in
2: Mary Poppins and not for the soot on the face.
0: <laughs> for that <laughs>
2: horrible, vile, despicable Cockney accent of his.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I'll give you that.
2: Oh, yeah, you, so I mean. How you doing tonight? Are you ready for Mary? Oh, you're talking to old Mary Poppins over there. What the... <laughs> I think that's better than him. I think if you ever get a chance to see it, see it. It's good.
3: Yeah, the comic is brilliant. The comic is a brilliant film. And I think it's one of his top three films, easily. Easily.
2: And Carl would say this next movie is the best film ever with the guy in a gorilla suit being forced to have sex with a male cop ever made.
3: And you would be right. (laughs) Ah, where is Papa? Where could I start on this? I think the thing you have to realize is that Carl Reiner did not write this. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, This was written by a guy by the name of Robert Klain, and Robert Klain is one of the darker satirist of the 60s and this was the movie it was not Harold and Maude it was this movie that made me love Ruth Gordon seriously just it's just so nasty and wonderful and just awful and ugh yeah, I it. this
4: movie I saw it and I thought my eyeballs were going to fall out <laughs> <laughs> Okay, explain <laughs> that,
0: please. Please explain that, Vicky.
4: Well, you know, I was like twelve years old, and oh god, <laughs> Oh my okay, god, this movie! You were too, Carl. God, we're you I handle, know, but I didn't god. see it
3: until later. I didn't see it until mid seventies.
4: Oh no, <laughs> I've seen all these at the drive-in with my parents.
3: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Mistake. I love <Hello>,
4: Georgia. But <laughs> uh, bad Georgia, call what the fuck were you making? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's my dad who picked the movies generally speaking, so. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Good. This movie maybe just Oh my god. Uh, it, you know, I can barely look at people in gorilla suits. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah everyone that I know In a gorilla suit ever since Our papa reminds me of a Doreen sleazy pervert what? Oh, I can't
4: help it It's in my psyche there Can <laughs> I do me so
0: you,
3: you, know, you know George Siegel Who plays the main role is really good Who's the But awesome, Ron really Lincoln, good actor too. He plays Who plays the guy In the gorilla suit And plays his brother I think I think it's a damn shame he didn't have a better career. Guy is a great actor. He also was in um <laughs> had a major role in um in um um Slaughterhouse
4: Five.
2: Yeah. Right. And, right. right. Okay, time to dispel some bullshit. Carl, what was the book standing Where's papa?
3: Uh basically he says fuck it and sleeps with his
2: mother. Yeah, he says, here's Papa and jumps in the bed. Right. And th- there has been going around rumors that this footage exists. Even though I have never met one person, and even Carl has never met one person who has seen said footage. hmm
3: yeah, because the movie cha- the movie changes the ending, which probably is a good thing.
0: I like the movie. Well, it is the a good ending. thing. It's mean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there were rumors of they filmed two or three endings. Uh, one which I've actually seen in the script form is the one I told Carl about earlier today. Vic, you imagine at the very end when he goes memory, goes into her bedroom. She goes, "Where's Papa?" And then in the movie he flips and takes her to the nursing home.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: In the script ending, he pulls out a gun and puts it out of head, puts it to his head, and goes, "Click, I'm going to go find <clears throat> him for you."
4: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could have worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But for 1970s, come fact.
2: on. Yeah, it just seems to me that then him dumping her in the nursing home is the realistic ending. It is. It, it is. Stuff. I've heard of that story before. That and then I like to. Mm-hmm.
3: But again, if we we just make a, another comment about this film, you got to see this film for Ruth Gordon. She is just. Amazing in this movie. Seriously. She's amazing, amazing in
4: everything.
0: Oh, everything
2: down George yeah. Siegel's shorts in front of his girlfriend and kissing him right on the ass. And oh my God, got a great ass. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, she wonderful. Just wonderful.
2: And the extreme changes will give you whiplash and a sore neck because he goes from worst Papa to oh God.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the
2: first oh God
4: is actually good. It is. I liked it. I did. I, it wasn't what I expected. Yeah, no. that's what I liked about it.
3: I think it's a lot better than Bruce Almighty.
4: Oh yeah, I do too. I do too.
2: Without a doubt. And
4: yeah, yeah but Bruce <laughs>
2: Almighty wor- wasting Morgan Freeman is God.
4: Right. They right.
3: Don't, they don't waste George. Oh. George Burns.
4: No. Uh no. Uh, Carl.
3: Yeah.
2: What did you just say?
3: They don't waste George Burns. He's great in oh this. Oh God, you devil! Oh, oh,
4: okay. He
3: that
4: plays was... both. <laughs> I still yeah, think was... this is the better was... one. Right, that was kind of a rip-off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And a that's
2: sad when you sequel. have to rip off your own franchise.
4: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was studio execs. Okay. Do well, you know
2: anyone who's actually seen Oh God Book Two? I know the movie exists. I just don't know anything that, and I might have seen it. I just don't remember a damnable thing about it. No, it's I, not memorable.
4: It
0: terrible.
4: Oh, it was not memorable. Yeah.
3: No. Absolutely. The next
4: not, one not that good. I
2: know that Carl doesn't know, and I don't know if Vicky's seen it. And it's an autobiographical film based on Gorgeous George, the very first really big professional wrestler.
0: Huh.
2: And the story goes is that George was going out to do to the ring in his uh, normal Nazi gimmick, which was his heel gimmick.
0: Mm -hmm. And this
2: guy shouted to him, and this is in the movie, from the audience, You fucking faggot! So he stops. And he thinks for a second. And then he looks at the guy and blows him a kiss. And then the guy gets 210 times madder and tries to jump over the guardrail and the cops have to take him out. And he's like, <laughs> I've got something here.
3: <laughs> it does?
5: <laughs>
2: and it's focused on him and his wife. And it has one of the funniest lines ever. His wife looks at him and goes, oh my god, are you a sag? And she's like, no, I'm a pro wrestler. <laughs> oh god, it's even worse!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a very sweet movie with Henry Winkler playing gorgeous George. It's
4: a, it's a
0: fun I do movie. remember
4: that movie. I do remember yeah. that movie. I remember her. her- Henry Winkler wig. I remember that yeah, really well. Blonde Wig, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all that curly freaking hair.
2: <laughs> yeah, he would go in there and spray perfume on everybody and just act so effeminate, and the whole audience would get riled up. And it's just a great movie. Reiner himself met George when he appeared on Sid Caesar's Your Show of Shows. Right. And Reiner said his jaw dropped seeing how one second he was
4: George.
2: And then the next second once he put on the wig he was gorgeous George and how he could make the audience just go eat out of the palm of his hand just like that. This one's one of his underrated ones. Mm -hmm. And next and right now we're at his Steve Barton trilogy. It may right. not be particularly I, collect nowadays, but I love the jerk.
4: I do, too. I don't care Pat if it's juggling. not politically correct. Oh, my God.
0: Wow, wow, oh. Wow, wow,
4: wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think that Forrest Gump was just the jerk made more nice?
3: Well, no, I think great. it was an asshole. Oh. I think the church is I think Steve Martin is not an asshole in this,
4: yeah, he's not he's not he's sweet. they like there's a gas station scene, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, he hates
0: these kids,
4: he hates these kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: oh uh, yeah, I really like this movie yeah it
3: no i was I was never a big fan of this film. But the one, the one Why? thing I will have, to, I, I thought it was too much. I think it was yeah, too that's much. Yeah, that's I me. It. That's a personal thing with me. But the one thing I do want to yes, mention, you is, are
4: too much. You are the definition of too much, and you're <laughs> saying the jerk is yeah, too much. Yeah, but if I
3: think it's you too much, I think it's too much. But, no, you're the fucking I, jerk. Okay, jerk. let me, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. But the one thing I do want to say is we talked earlier about Carl Reiner being like three different people, like directing, writing. This shows that he can do over the top really well. And as I've watched this since my first impression, I've come to like it more and more. I still don't... I still think it's the the, the weakest of the three. But But... I do. Well, I, I have that gotten to a point where I like the film.
4: You? Just, I don't know. Now with two brains, is more like. So
2: yeah, we get love that that. Man two But Carl, you're such a jerk that you sit around eating beef jerky while while cooking jerk chicken.
3: <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> and you know what? I guess why I do it. I do the herky jerky.
2: And next is a movie that people didn't get because they were expecting airplanes, and what they got was a serious love note to Noir, and that's Dead Men Don't Wear Black
4: This is my favorite one. I used to have dreams that I was, I mean, literally, I'm telling you the truth here. I used to wake up from my dreams and go, oh, damn, because I was in that movie. I love this movie. This is one one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. All I time.
3: agree. I agree. Um, there was a pushback when it came out where of course they used a lot of uh footage from older films. And right, there was but... I, and I think it was I think it was actually uh uh what's her name? Um Pauline kale who like said, you know, this is lazy filmmaking. Right. I don't know That's if it's her or, her, her or Sarah's, but you know what? I disagree because tell Vicky what we were talking about earlier about watching this film and what it made us do.
2: Yeah, there's this at the if you notice, Vicky, during the end credits. Yeah, it has this end credit blurb. It said, "Here are all the films we used in these movies." If you haven't Uh seen them or don't plan to see them, you're a fucking idiot.
4: (laughs) Right. It's true.
3: And and so both of us went through that. And like, oh, I've seen that one. Oh, that's one I haven't seen. Write it down. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that one. (laughs) Write it down. You
2: know, yeah. That movie, just look at the list of the movies they use in it. And that's a perfect primer for film noir. Right. (laughs)
4: Right. Absolutely. Exactly. This is a love letter, okay? I mean, everyone agrees today with their hindsight and their educations and all that kind of stuff that this is a love letter to um, not just film noir, but also the whole way in which it was um, – what am I trying to say? The way it was created – the way in which the um, stories were written a certain way, the way in which the direction was a certain way, all of that, the whole damn thing. And because Carl Reiner, he he and Steve Martin, I saw this interview with them a long time ago about this movie because there was so much hate out there for it. And what they were trying to do was to show this lost art. Movies have become bland and and one one way, the kind you like Carl, those 70s movies no offense everyone I know you all <laughs> love 70s movies um, but they were trying and to Carl get back this, yeah, they wanted people to see that black and white was not a bad thing because c- color yeah. did not mean better, I mean it's and everything movie—it's an all-encompassing love letter to something that was so lost. No one knew how to re- bring it back. Yeah,
0: it's also, it's also
3: a love letter to the stars of that era, because well, yeah. you know, you've got Burt Lancaster, you've got all those great people. Rita Hayworth, Barbara to
4: Stanwyck. It. Oh, my god, yeah. Barbara I mean, Stanwyck. oh my god, I love Barbara Stanwyck. Oh my god, and, 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 and we I talk perfect? about
3: the films, but also it's the stars. Who is that? Maybe I should see what else she did. Oh, who's right.
2: that? And it has the largest Turner. jokes ever, which it took me twenty years to get. Okay. When she's looking at Steve Martin's uh college picture and she's like, Who's that standing next to you? Oh, that's my friend Pete. Oh, whatever happened to him? Oh, he he was he be- it it came out that he was a child murderer. It Didn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the one. It took me twenty years to realize that they were referencing Peter Lorre and him. Yes. <laughs> and this next one, he was going to film it in black and white too, like Young Frankenstein.
3: Well, you know this one. You know, Young Frankenstein was Mel Brooks' love of early uh, horror. Uh, right?
4: Right. Not Mel Brooks. Okay?
3: This is Carl Reiner showing his love for the science fiction films of the fifties. Yeah. And it is just as good, if not better. I love this movie. Fucking love this movie.
2: And this one's pretty much lost. You don't see many Steve Martin fans talking about this nowadays.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't.
4: <laughs> you don't. You don't.
2: You... Yeah. Or Dick Cavett as a mass murderer who kills people with Lysol.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I, I love this movie. Well, I, it's, it's, a just, full it's
4: just of, wonderful. Of it's li- wonderful. Uh, it's, it's very appropriate for these days with a president saying, inject yourself yeah. with oh God, um, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's
3: not forget, let's not forget, okay? Let's not forget David Warner is in this.
4: Yes. But there's also uh, someone uh, else who shows up in this, too, who's important.
3: Oh, without a doubt. And that would who? be the voice of the brain. You know who the voice of the brain is? Vicki?
4: No. No, who? It's Sissy Spacek. Oh, yeah, that, but that's not who I'm talking about. I, okay, wow.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh, I'm wrong. The it's not a trilogy. Killer.
2: It's the quadrilogy.
4: Okay, Merv Griffin funneled tons of money into people's careers that needed it, and he, I don't know how Merv Griffin, I always used to think that Merv Griffin must be some secret Nazi from, and or some, he had so much money, Merv Griffin, and, you know, he had his stamp on everybody's film, but Merv Griffin is also in this movie, and he's a killer.
3: Yeah, he's the elevator killer.
4: Right. I think this is one of the last appearances he ever made. And don't forget my
2: favorite bit, the bit with the driver's test.
4: The oh,
2: drunk, yes. Yeah, the drunk driver's test.
3: <laughs> By the way, guess who had, I don't think it was his his debut, but one of his earliest films he's in this movie in a small part, is Doctor Jones. Who? Jeffrey Combs.
4: Oh, oh, God, Jeffrey Combs, Mr. Star Trek himself. He's been every <laughs> alien in Star Trek, every alien. Well, almost every alien. I don't think you he ever swing on. <laughs>
3: He's Herbert West. He'll always be Herbert West.
4: I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But us oh, Star and, Trek people, uh, like a, we love him, too.
2: Shut up, little girl. Oh, and like oh. I said, I made a it's
4: not a Uh-oh. trilogy, it's a quadilogy. Okay, okay. I, I have to mention one thing One before we leave this one. Um, Man with Two Brains, the music was done by Joel Goldsmith, who's um, who has a very famous father who did a lot of Star Trek and a lot of science fiction. And so the music is also very good in Man with Two Brains. Okay, go ahead.
2: And to, end, and to end up, I'm going to say my favorite line from a man with two blains. Which, is out of context, I don't know if it'll be funny, but I don't care. I'm going to say it out of context. That's a very pretty heart you made right there. Thanks. I just thought I'd do something flashy. Yeah, but she's supposed to be bald. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the portion lasts for the films. Maybe the sweetest of them, and that's all of me.
0: Yeah, I agree.
4: True. I loved oh. This is such a nice movie.
3: It is. It is. Uh,
4: the wonderful and thing the I love about this physical
0: movie. Co- uh, comedy. I was just going to go there. Yeah, go there. I was there. just going to go there. Okay, okay,
3: so what I lo- I love about this is is not only the physical comedy, but how Steve Martin, once he's taken over by Lily Tomlin, how uh, just how you know he's fighting it, and you could see one side of him doing one thing, one side yeah. of him doing another fighting, and this yeah. physicality that comes through is just freaking amazing, right. It seriously
2: is. And don't forget what caused Lily Tomlin to say this line in the movie. Holy cow, this is great. It's even better than I thought it is. What is? Peeing
4: standing up. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we all... Think about that one time or another Or 50 or a million times Oh that's the only (laughs) Good thing about being a man is you get to pee Standing up (laughs) Yeah that is a great thing believe me
3: (laughs) Okay And and I got to say something too about This movie as much as we talk about Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin I got to give a shout Out to one of the great Comic character Actors of the 70s And 80s and that has to be Richard Libertini, who plays who plays the Indian guru in this. <laughs> she is hysterical. It's just wonderful.
2: Next is a movie that I love that Carl doesn't like, and I don't know what Vicky thinks of it, but I freaking love Summer Rental. John Candy and Rip Torn riffing off each other.
4: Yes. It bleeds. It's, I, I it's harmless,
2: but God, is it fun?
3: You know what? I think I, this is the wrong one. I don't think I've ever seen this. You
4: never seen this? Was the the, the one I was
3: thinking it was the, was the Mark Harmon film.
4: Oh, that's is a it, summer school.
3: Okay. No, I have not seen this. I have summer not seen this at all.
2: Is the one where John Candy plays this guy who's an air traffic controller? Who goes nuts on his job and nearly causes a plane crash and goes psycho because a fly lands on his screen?
4: Okay. Right. So he has to take vacation. Doesn't he
2: do like the gamma and Godzilla joke when he sees it on there?
0: Yeah. Holy
2: crap! It's a giant monster. There's a giant monster on your radar. <laughs> it's a fly, Frank. Oh.
4: <laughs> oh, I miss John Candy. Can we do a show on John Candy someday, please, please? Oh sure. sure. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know this
3: movie. I've never seen it. Never seen. It. So it's I I I was thinking something
4: fun. Years. It's sweet. It's okay. yeah. It's right, that's right It's hard well, and Torn, it's fun her,
3: Him and Rip Torn going at each other And with John Larroquette in here I need to see this
4: Yeah, it's funny, yeah. it's good And the music is um, Alan um, Silverstreet And that's good music too
2: And screw you Carl I like summer school Eh yeah. oh, I It has know. chainsaw and blade The first time that us, me, as hardcore horror fans, got to see one of us on screen as normal.
4: Right. Yep. And um, uh, I just know lots of people that love this movie. Lots of people. How do you feel
2: as a teacher about the black guy who goes out as the first in the movie at the school, summer school, and takes Mm -hmm. the hall pass to go peas and then comes back at the end of the summer, takes the final exam, and
4: passes it 100%. (laughs) Oh, well, what's different? What's different? You know, that's school. We're arguing that shit right now. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm sorry. I know that I'm a teacher and everything, but seriously, high school is really... You know, all of you who have graduated out of high school and made lives for yourself, you know what high school's all about. Not 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 learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was just one one part of that movie that was just like true facts.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a sweet little movie, Carl. You need need to get off of the fact man.
4: No, okay. you can't go for that sweetness. That's not, Carl. You need some raw <laughs> cheese in there. <laughs> Speaking
2: of raw cheese. Here's a movie that's yeah. mean-spirited but not mean enough, and I just didn't like the damn thing, and that's Burt Rigby, You're a Fool.
4: I don't think I've seen this one.
2: Well, oh, I've seen 89? 50, 50, 50. Oh, no.
3: I, I could tell you this, though. I have a friend who's been on the podcast a number of times. His name is... uh. Daniel Kramer, he's a uh, filmmaker out in San Francisco, and uh, he loves this movie. And he did a whole post on it. I I remember seeing bits and pieces of this at the time. I was I was back in uh, uh, in Bradford, at, uh, and we did have HBO, so I I remember seeing some of this. It's okay. It's not anything that I really got into, and I don't remember much of it. So.
2: It's literally I know a that Where the guy or the main character in it is a total bastard and deserves to have his soul crushed, but he ends up
4: winning. Okay. Oh, you mean like everybody today who's a YouTube star? Oh yeah, there you go. It was <laughs> telling oh, the
2: podcast stars. We're just like one step below YouTube stars, Vicky. So, ex. They we on are not. We day. are.
4: A We are above those pieces of influencers. Oh, my God. Don't even put my name in the same category as those people. No. Influencers
2: get paid cash, Vicky Dollars.
4: We (gasps) don't get paid
2: yet. So
4: remember, in the eating Uh, order. (laughs) They're below me. Oh, did I say blow me? No. I said blow me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm
0: offended. Oh, that's funny.
2: And moving on, this is his, his last period. Cause we got Sibling Rivalry, which is another film that, Isn't as mean as it should have been Fatal instinct (laughs) Yeah, that was
0: bad
2: It's like a bad airplane version of fatal attraction Attraction, It's like a cross between fatal attraction, basic instinct, a kiss for the dying Except it's not funny and you and got Amana uh, Fronte playing a goofy motherfucker.
4: And Sean Young, this is when things started falling apart for her.
3: Yep.
2: It's bad. And his last film as a director is That Old Feeling which is uh
3: well, I, I tell you this. I've not seen this, but uh, I can guarantee you I want to for one reason only. It's Dennis one of the Farina. few movies. And I think it's the only movie that Dennis Farina ever had where he had a starring role and not a supporting role. Yeah. So that well, I would be interested in.
4: He's in a couple of ensemble movies, you know, um, where, uh, you know, he's got the same credit as everyone else. Mm-hmm. That one about the freaking, oh, with Tim Allen in it. I love that movie. I can't think of what it's called
2: right now. Yeah, if you don't remember, you're just going to be big trouble.
4: That, that, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. That movie cracks me up every time I watch it. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. That agree. movie did I not agree. flop because it was a bad movie.
2: It flopped because it had one of the worst
4: fucking release dates in the movie history. Yeah, what was its release date? 9 <laughs> 11. a
2: movie with a bomb was in it. It's a yeah, movie right about a plane 9/11. with a bomb in it.
4: Right, right, right released. after 9 11.
2: Yeah, the week of 9 11.
4: Yeah, well, a lot of things happened really bad that week. It was a bad week. And I'm not talking yeah. just about that.
2: Still, trying to remember a movie with a, that one of the major plot points is that there's a plane with a bomb
4: in it on that week. Yeah. Right. I do remember that. It was a bad week for me, too. Some bad, bad, bad stuff happened. But when I saw the movie... I loved it, and now we're at
2: his television work. He was on all four of, uh, all three of uh, Sid Caesar's shows. Carl. Yes, yeah, sir, they no. were all friends. They all came Your out show, up show, together. Caesar's Hour and the Sid Caesar Show. Right.
4: right. Those guys all had a history together. In fact, if I remember correctly, I don't know, this could be just me remembering something wrong, but it was like Sid Caesar met Emma Jean Coca because of Carl Reiner, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, um, and, you know, and there's a great love story right there and more great comedy. And so, yeah, they were all... Friends for a very long time, you know, poor comedians. Some were less poor than others.
3: Yeah. Well, they all did pretty well uh, in the end.
4: In the end. And but when they were the all first is, coming uh, together.
2: The show that people would create be his crowning achievement as an actor and a producer and a writer, which is the Dick Van exactly. Dyke Show.
4: Exactly, exactly.
2: That
4: one I love that show. Though. I love I'll that. Well, now... one of the
3: things. Hold on. One of the things that really that show did was it opened up what was the writers' room. Okay, think about it. Right. It's about a TV sitcom or a TV variety show, where mm-hmm. all the major people involved are the writers of the show. And yeah. so, you know, this is, this is going back to what he was doing on your show shows, shows and, 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 and really opened up what the writer's room is about.
0: And, and that, that
3: expanded the, the whole sense of comedy.
0: You know, well, think about you know the
3: Dick Van Dyke show. Hold let me just finish here.
0: Yeah, Think about the Dick
3: Van Dyke show and the time frame. Okay, which is sixty four. Somebody to grab a fucking
0: soapbox, please. <laughs> okay, but it, but it
2: changed
3: everything. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll shut Paul up now.
2: Carl, what part of the show and what actor did Dick Van Dyke and Carl Reiner have to go to the boards about to fight for because the network considered that part of the show unbelievable and no one would believe that. I don't know what Well, go ahead, Vicky. What do you think?
4: I know that um, um, Dick and Mary they um, slept in the same bed, which was no, really unusual. Yeah, the but they did, said, and they watched TV in the know, same bed. I know, but
2: that's not what the network complained about. The network were okay. like. Why the hell do we have to have Rosemarie on the show? They No one will believe that there's such a thing as a funny female writer.
3: Oh, right.
4: Yeah.
2: And Elaine May's like, excuse me, motherfucker?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, well, they yeah, had okay. the fight for character on the show because they were like, oh. Yeah, you because know. of the, the
4: whole... Yeah, the prejudice, female prejudice. You know, the the same thing that we're still fighting today. The same damn thing that we're still fighting today. You can't be as good as. You can't be as good as. Why? Because you're female. You know, it's the same thing. And also, Mary Tyler Moore, she did complain that she did not want to be just a dumb housewife. You know, and so they did write her, with uh, not just a range of emotions, but also a range of intelligence. Uh, Which brings me to my point. Wait, I just want to say this. If you watch the Dick Van Dyke show, there are several layers. Uh, The reason why it always captured my imagination is that it always told two stories at once and that it also had layers for the adult to watch kid to watch and get enjoyment out of both and it 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 had a range of um intelligence and so the jokes they weren't just slapstick i mean sure dick van dyke came in and tricked over his own step all the time okay slapstick but that was just the opening of the show it wasn't what carried the show okay sorry
2: and here's one more. How the hell did Dick Van Dyke not seriously hurt himself doing that opening stunt?
4: Because <laughs> he had those long because,
2: legs. Because
3: he knew how to do it.
2: He was always a physical Still one of the most painful-looking chair pratfalls I've ever seen.
4: He always fell over everything. He ran into the refrigerator door, I don't know, 50 times. He's always, I'm talking he's about the one and, where
2: it's in every one of the credit sequences where he tripped over right. the big white right, chair. The no, the oh, big white chair. Yeah. The
4: big and right, yeah.
2: landed on his <laughs> neck. I'm like, how the fuck did he not break out his neck? <laughs> but yeah, then he was in three episodes of, well, Lioness the Lionhearted.
4: Eh. No idea. Don't even know. Then I he idea. was
2: in seventy seventy two he was in Rowan and Martin's Laugh In. Which was oh, absolutely yeah. great. And let's see if you're smart, Carl. What episode what show episode of a show did Carl Reiner play Professor Peabody? Uh,
3: goodness gracious. Uh, I don't know. Rockin' Bullwinkle.
2: Night Gallery.
3: (laughs) Hey, listen, it was a good guess, was it not?
2: Yeah. Then he played various characters on the Carol Burnett show.
4: Of course, yeah.
2: And then the TV special 2000-Year-Old Man.
4: Which is pretty good. By the way,
3: watch that. If you ever get a chance. That is an animated special, and it is wonderful.
2: Yeah,
3: I think so, too. It's lovely. Any
2: chance you get to hear them do the riff on a 2,000-year-old man is wonderful. Period. Oh, yeah. And then he was good Mr. Angel in good heavens. Good Lord. (laughs) That was a
3: show that he wrote. I never saw it. I don't remember it, but... But the idea was that he was an angel, and there would be a guest devil, and they'd be going after someone. You know who's going to turn out good? Who's going to turn out bad?
2: And then we get into the '90s. He was in Frasier, Mad About You,
3: Duckman. He played the salacious priest. I love Duckman.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I love that show. You
2: only like Duckman because Frank Zappa scored it, so your opinion doesn't count.
3: No, but <laughs> there are other reasons I like Duckman, but that is one of them.
2: Just like my opinion doesn't count in any movie that Sam Fuller appears in.
4: Is true? Ooh, there's a show I missed. The Larry Sanders show.
2: Yeah. Carl Reiner, he played himself. Yes. He was in a lot of animated shows. He played, he was in Disney's Hercules, uh, Globe Hunters. Oh, he played himself. Oh, I'd like to have seen that, seen him fighting that way. some down with Bernie Mac. That would probably have been hilarious. Oh, that,
4: yes, absolutely.
2: He was in Crossing Another. Jordan. I remember that. My mom used to watch that show all the time.
0: Alan I never uh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> of of hell. Uh,
4: <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> as far as Father of the oh, bride? that's Bonnie
3: Hunt. That was Bonnie Hunt. Yeah. Father. Oh, was of the it? Bride?
4: oh right. I remember that show. Yeah. I like Bonnie Hunt. She was in um Jumanji. I really <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, she's, she's back after other the second
3: one. Boston Legal. Yeah. Oh, oh, I remember How... that episode. That's a really good episode. Boston yeah. Legal.
2: How? I oh, and, and Father Legal. of the Pride, which I didn't mention. Is the cartoon version of
4: Siegfried and Roy? Oh God. <laughs> mm. He was in fourteen episodes. a voice, of course.
2: Yeah. House M D. Two and a Half Men. Mary Madagascar cartoon. The Penguins of Madagascar cartoon. Hot in Cleveland. Max.
3: (laughs) I don't know what that is. He actually, he actually is the uh, boyfriend of uh, Betty White in that.
2: Yeah, but Hot in Cleveland is basically Betty White's funny. Everyone else stands around with their thumbs up their butts.
4: Yeah, oh. No, Interesting.
2: No, she's just that damn good. <laughs>
3: no, she is.
2: The Cleveland Show, American Dad, Parks and Recreation.
4: My favorite. <laughs> you should watch Parks and Recreation.
2: <laughs> Comedians in Car Getting Coffee. Bob's
4: Burgers. Oh Burger. yeah, that. You know what that is? That's really good. That's a good thing. Go ahead Everland
2: Pilots Word Girl Good lord he did TV up until
0: 2019
2: 2019. Yeah Yeah, but that doesn't You gotta read about what
4: What he did This year
3: yeah, well, he did all those He didn't uh, just uh, lay uh, back
4: and, and say, forget it, I'm done
3: Yeah. What? No, no, he didn't Not by a long shot.
2: He's one of those retirement would have killed his ass
4: Right, right How come he didn't live to be 100, damn it
2: if he Mel, really wanted if, to live if uh, Mel Brooks dies for 2000 he turns 2000 we riot
3: Now Carl <laughs> well, what's your final
2: word on uh Carl Reiner
3: Well we lost someone one of the great ones I mean between his writing between his 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 uh acting and and his comedy work with Mel Brooks And with your show of shows and Dick Van Dyke and all those great, you know, being a a mentor to Steve Martin, all of that means so much. And he added so much laughter and and, and smiles uh, to everyone. So it's a great loss. How about you, Vic?
4: Well, um. He was in my life from the very beginning. I can't remember a time when Carl Reiner wasn't mentioned in my life, seen on television, in film, whatever, hearing his voice. Uh, Every time I've ever seen him, I'm going to get really teary-eyed right now. Every time I ever see him, it's like I'm seeing a piece of my family. Um, I'm really sad, really super sad that he's no longer on this plane of existence with us, and all. Just look at his Wikipedia. Look at all the things that he's done. Choose something that you might be interested in, and just watch it. Because yeah. um, he was brilliant, freaking genius. Okay, everyone will
2: tell I you can't he's touch a genius. What they say so. Before we get into the last part of the show, which will be me explain what happened. Last week, before... Or was I in the hospital when this happened, Carl? No. You were in the course.
3: hospital, um, what, last when Monday? When
2: England's Rose died. When England's wartime rose. Okay. Who created the song that Stanley Kubrick decided that it would be the perfect end gag slash song for his movie about nuclear annihilation.
3: Yeah, Vera Lynn. You're talking about Vera Lynn,
2: of course. Yeah. We'll meet again. Don't
0: know how. Don't, we'll know, don't
2: when. know when.
3: I know. We meet sound like the tubercular Choir. It's okay.
2: Funny day. Yeah, she died last week.
0: Um, and if one person also some, is ever
2: known for one song that gave a whole country hope during World War II.
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No. Uh, I do want to mention very briefly before we go on that someone else just passed away, a musician, uh, who added so much uh, to film, and that would be Johnny Mandel. You know hmm? what he's best known for? Johnny Mandel. What? what? He wrote the music to The theme to MASH.
4: Right, that's right. Oh, okay. and they'll say and as part
2: of the trivia contest to get there. I'm going to put up four questions. You got to get them all to get all four of the prizes. The first question is, what is the title of the theme song for MASH? That's question 1. What is the title? Of the theme song for Mash, the just You Two, No Answers Given."
0: I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying.
2: And that's a good one, isn't it, Carl? Yeah. But yeah, it was about last Wednesday. I ca- uh It was Tuesday that I canceled the show, wasn't it, Carl? Yeah, because it was I Tuesday. That's good. what it
3: was. hmm
2: Yeah. So about Tuesday, about 4 a.m., I woke up and my stomach was so tight that you could stick a needle in it and the motherfucker would probably explode it like a balloon.
4: Jesus. That's terrible. I went to the
2: the emergency room, and the next thing I know, I was halfway between fall and Knoxville, and then the next thing I know, I remember I was in the hospital room and it turned out that I had because I have cirrhosis because of the medicines I take, they've done damage to my liver. I had uh ammonia build up.
4: Oh, which they God, they gave me are you some kidding? industrial
2: laxatives and I was going poop pop poop a poop poop. And I can tell you people from the bottom of my heart, there's nothing like waking up from almost being in a coma and hearing a fucking idiot say to you, Mr. Ronquillo, are you still drinking the alcohol? Uh. Are you fucking stupid? Uh. (laughs) I'm trying to make you better. Then stop asking stupid fucking questions. I don't drink. I never have drank. This is from my medicine. You idiot. I don't regret what I said.
4: <laughs> Good.
2: It's like if I walked in with a broken leg and they said, Mr. Anquillo, who shot you? I got ran over. I'm just trying to find out who shot you, but someone ran me over. There's no hole in my leg. So now yep. they have me on industrial active, two new diuretics, I'm peeing like a racehorse all the time, and I'll end the other one, too. But, yeah, I only stayed in the hospital two days and I got out, so, hey, I'm tougher than the motherfucker.
3: <laughs> yes, you are. And listen, we're just so glad you're 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 feeling better. You had us all worried. You definitely had us worried, my
2: friend. Yeah, and because of the I'm having taken, I'm wearing uh, adult male pull-ups. And Carl, I I want to ask you two people. Why did they have to make adult pull-ups into fucking Cod pieces? These pull-ups are like something out of fucking Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, without the fucking cool contacts on it.
0: <laughs> and I'm Alan
2: Rickman. <laughs> and Christmas
0: is canceled.
2: <sighs> I swear to God, they got extra padding in the crotch. Is, is that for male ego or something, Vicky? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Why, yes, I am. <laughs> it's quite so packed that down don't there. It's yeah, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it just looks like you haven't lost it, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. And of course, I got chewed out when I called here the day after I was in the hospital. Uh, Mouth, in her lovingness, gave me kisses over the phone. Some person who's lying next to me. Just gave me two kisses and looked at me dirty like i was some kind of asshole. <laughs>
5: that's
2: what Mom said. Said she just looking mean.
3: Aww, Princess missed you. She missed you. Yeah. Yes, yeah,
4: she did. That's how. That's how they tell you. Is they they look at you like you have broke their heart. Yeah.
2: You ain't li- I heard Lucy more like Motherfucker you, like, you ain't allowed to go anywhere Without telling me
0: We <laughs> have to write out
2: forms We have to do that And I get first disapproval rights And we both know All three of us that If it's up to her to approve me going anywhere I won't be going anywhere Period Unless it's to buy her yep. dog food And dog treats And then she don't care
4: Right, because when you come home with those, they're like, "Oh, I' forgive you,
2: <laughs> yeah,, they, yeah, first of the month, I always let did your dogs do that do do that when it's the first of the month, and when it's time for they know that you're bringing dog food or dog treats home, they smell every bag to make sure there's nothing in there for 'em.
4: <laughs> well, I don't let them do that, but they know they know when they have when their special stuff has been brought into the house. They can smell it.
2: Yeah. Well, it's just so cute to look at Mouse and dig through the bags and then, yoink, I got a toy!
0: <laughs> that is that Yeah, is
2: everything's shutting down again, all the new movies. There's nothing really big coming out this month. Well, there's, I think it's already out the semi-sequel to Pool. If you're on Netflix, there's like two TV shows you need to see if y'all haven't seen it. One is Hannibal, which you need to see, Carl. Okay. (laughs) And second is Hap and Leonard. Hap Collins is a close to about 40-year-old guy who because of his first ex-wife, ended up in prison for denying the... the
3: Dodging the draft, right?
2: Dodging the draft. So he ended up going to prison there. And his best friend is a gay black man named Leonard Collins, who's an angry ex-Vietnam vet. And it's basically a series of semi-noir tales where these two goofs, you always get in over their heads in trouble.
3: It's good stuff. It really you know, is. Yeah,
2: written by Joe R. Lansdale, based on three of his books. And they're like crime. It's a crime series, Vicky.
4: And it's on, how do you find it?
2: Netflix, Hap and Leonard, H-A-P and
4: Leonard. Hap and Leonard. Leonard.
0: Lenton, been on the he show.
4: His, uh, I can't time. hear two people talk. And
2: yes, but, I think Didn't Joe say he did that a joke on purpose To make the gay man a highly conservative John Wayne loving Oh yeah <laughs>
3: Yeah uh, and, and of course I, I was just about to say That Joe had been on, on the show uh, And he's such a wonderful man Uh, And the show has a good sense of humor, but it's also really, really intense.
2: And you get that family bond between those two.
3: Oh, yeah.
4: I mean, how
2: odd a pair does that seem on paper to you, Vicki? A liberal, hippie, white guy from Texas. And a yeah. uh, gay, black, conservative, ex Vietnam vet are two of them are closer than brothers.
4: That sounds familiar to me, so maybe I do know this.
2: But yeah. And what do you guys think? This is Lord of Vicky.
0: Yeah. All
2: these articles like Netflix is getting the best science fiction film you ever had, and I look like there's Tom Hanks, and I'm like, oh, God, don't let it be. Do you guys really think that Cloud Atlas is an underrated gem?
0: No.
4: I've I've watched it many times, and there are things about it that I like, and thanks to um, old technology, the things I don't like about it, I skip. (laughs) <laughs> and so the movie really they really blew it badly with the makeup. And I understand what they were trying to do, but they they made a terrible <clears throat> mistake. And so they should have done what Doctor Who. Did.
0: Hello? Yeah.
2: For some reason... Vicki? What the heck? She just vanished.
3: She vanished.
2: She's yeah? been raptured. <laughs> yeah? Well, before she gets back, hopefully she calls back. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, if you're going to Walmart today and you haven't picked these up, the two-disc thing from Shop Factory with the TV cut, the cut the new commentary... Uh, just every bit of extra footage you can get for it is uh, $12. And the two disc Candyman with the new one coming out. And scarily, it looks good. Yep. It's out. The old Candyman. And what do you ha- have you got to see that trailer yet? The Shadow Puppet one with Candyman?
3: No, I have not.
2: Boy oh, confirms. Guess who plays Candyman in it? Who? Tony Todd's back.
3: Nice. I'm we sorry, love you we can't love Tony. Candyman
2: without his voice.
3: No, you can't. You can't. No, that that's really good news. That yeah. really is good news.
2: And St. Agnes' – oh, yeah, your film is still hitting uh, pay-per-view at the end of this month.
3: Good. Good, because I do, do need to see that.
2: Otherwise, there's not that much be coming on this month on streaming. I don't know why, but this July is a slow month.
3: Well, you know, everything has been, been, been. You know, the, the coronavirus has just basically hit everything bad. You know, it's not a good thing.
2: Hold
3: on. Is she back? Steven? Steven?
2: I got back to Vicky. It's not a good thing. It's just usually you'd see some little movies. Oh, the one with Dave DePist, Batista, and a little girl. My spy is cute. It's fun. Okay. But, yeah... To all you idiots who are causing us to get locked down again, while I'm taking industrial laxatives that taste like sugar honey water and it tastes like fucking vile shit twice a day, you're a pussy! There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm taking nasty, vile shit. Well, don't you agree that all those people, like that woman at Trader Joe's, I need to breathe. I'll be poisoned.
3: oh no, uh, I, I don't even really want to discuss it at this point. You know, uh, just uh, people are asking I'm just
2: relating to what I'm going through and what I'm doing just to survive. And then these get and then these pussies. There's no way for me to put it. Yeah. Putting a piece of paper over your nose is more harder than taking to, taking industrial lactators every day and having to wear uncomfortable pull-ups and all that crap just to make sure that you're healthy. Yeah, but at
3: least you got the cod piece. <laughs> yeah. At least you got the cod
2: piece. And I got the thing. I can't <laughs> wait to watch the TV cut again, which is a bizarre beast in itself if you've never seen it. It opens with them Demick's. Who the fuck everybody in the thing is But we'll get into that Sunday Because Sunday we're going to be dealing with The summer of 82 And the anniversary Of two films that released On the same weekend Which are considered godlike Classics But flop Horribly
3: mm-hmm. Of course that would be the thing,
2: thing, and Blade Runner. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yep. And I actually got the. And I actually seen both on the big screen.
3: I saw Blade Runner, uh, in New York, on the, in the theater. It was wonderful. It was wonderful.
2: Okay, there she is.
3: All right. So, so what? What else we got? Sunday. Uh, what happened?
2: Vicky, I don't know what the hell happened. You just vanished. It's, Hold it, Carl. It's, it's, wait, Vicky. Carl's been waiting to say this for years. So, and give it to him. Say it, Carl. No, I don't even know what you're saying. I don't,
3: Two. Two. I don't even know what you're saying.
2: Wait, I don't know wait, what, what you're saying. What did say to you
4: when you vanished?
3: Oh, I've been raptured. You were raptured.
4: <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> <laughs>
3: You're one of the i one of the leftovers.
4: What the hell? No, you know um, I don't know. It told me the show was over. It said, "Thank you for listening to your show is now over. Thank you for listening to our show."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that
3: that's what happens to me when I'm Ratchford.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah, i was suddenly gone, so I'm suddenly back. So since yeah. you said that,
2: we can bring up another line too, Carl. What? Is God in show business, too?
3: (laughs) I love that (laughs) line. What are my all-time favorite lines? You know what movie that's from, Vicki?
4: No, I don't. Star Sunday we're going to get into... Oh, I don't even like that movie, so...
2: (laughs) (laughs) But Sunday we're going to get into the summer in 82 and how that really did change sci-fi. For the right. better or for I can't the worse, wait. that's what we're going to argue about.
4: Right, right. Oh, come on. For the better. What the hell? Blade Runner? Come on. <laughs> the thing? Come on. What
2: the hell? What are yeah, you
4: talking about? Yeah, those films flopped horribly. Uh, that's, uh, that's other people's fault and not the filmmaker's fault. True. Sure. Yeah, we'll really I get into agreed. it deep
2: on there. But Carpenter's yeah, reason definitely. For, Well there is a big reason why I think they uh rap, they uh uh flops, but we'll get into that deeper Sunday. All I gotta say is if you wanna find out what it is, phone home. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Or follow the yellow brick uh, 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 Reese's Pieces, maybe.
2: Hey, I wouldn't mind Reese's Pieces is good.
3: I agree. And we'll get into that story, too.
2: M&M tried to put out a peanut butter one, but they tasted like just butthole.
3: Well, you know, M&M's were supposed to... That was supposed to be M&M's, and they said no. Yeah. Reese's Pieces yeah. said
2: oh, yeah. 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 That's gonna be the title of the show. What? Did the executive who 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 screwed this one
4: up get fired?
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Do they ever get fired? I don't well, know. This while. was Not pretty
2: all. big as we we're gonna get into. This was this was could get almost anybody fired. Hell if Carl pulled a stunt like this And got us knocked out of a thing That big I would be going up to New York With a machete right now (laughs) Hell if I did I'd expect you two to come after me With a machete (laughs)
4: Yeah well Nobody gets Fired anymore Yeah June Okay. Yeah,
2: was a very big freaking month for uh, sci-fi, and we'll definitely get into that because we had the good Star Trek movie, as it's called, E.T., Blade Runner, and The Thing.
3: Yep, good stuff.
4: Yeah, really good, good, no, good.
3: Seriously. And I'll I'll tell you the story about when I uh, uh, saw Blade Runner uh, in the Cedar in New York. I'll tell you all about it.
4: Oh, boy, can't wait. Cliff notes yep. it. Cliff
0: notes,
4: Carl. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what those are.
3: <laughs> yes, I know what cliff notes are. Give me a fucking
4: break. Legs, arms,
2: back, But yep, they... good luck with uh, your transferring your stuff from the place from your the quote Richard Carlin. Good luck on transferring your stuff to a bigger place for your stuff.
3: Yep, that happens tomorrow, actually That happens tomorrow I have a room of my own Which is a good thing
2: Yeah, until your neighbors meet you And then they'll start crying I mean, they'll be glad to meet you
4: (laughs) Just please don't smoke in the house
3: No, I don't I don't, I go outside
2: no, what the hell is this? Is his house? He can he can do stupid stuff if he
3: wants. No, 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 no. I'm just running a room, no. so no, no. It's under house room. rules, kid.
2: Yeah, it's like I the old have days have where you mind. would know exactly which vent would go outside or what window you can lean into where they wouldn't catch you. Well, I'll,
3: I'll probably figure that out too, but that's okay.
0: But that won't oh, and I've sent your
2: carton of closed cigarettes up to your new address, Carl, so you're going to be pretty mm-hmm. much stocked up.
3: <laughs> yep, new address. I won't even be in the city anymore. I will be in, in, in Elmont, which is right across the border into Nassau, and that's where the Belmont uh, racetrack is. It's like a half mile from my house.
2: So are you going to yeah, go get but, a job there shoveling shit, or you ain't shit?
3: Uh, I'll probably try to uh, do food service and sell hot dogs.
2: Fresh well, there you dog. go. that hot Well, you're creating a lot of shit, then.
0: <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. But yeah, that, that, that's that's where I'm going to be. Oh, okay.
2: So it's and Saturday we'll be back, me and Fred with the ecological science fish science fact classic, which is Bruno Matai's Hell of the Living Dead.
3: Oh God. I'm so glad I don't do those with you. It's okay. I, I, I'm more than happy that you have your own little thing with Fred and you have these little movies that you watch and next week it'll be Sinful Dwarf and I will be so glad I don't watch anything.
2: No, we're sticking to, to the 80s, Sinful Dwarfs of 70s and I will make you watch it if you get me mad enough <laughs> one day.
3: No, you don't. you can't make me watch it. You can try.
2: Or <laughs> gonna fish. happen? Clockwork for bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I'll
2: fuck with your ass. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> and I'll put Frank Zappa and uh, Joe Jackson music as a substitute soundtrack on it. <laughs>
3: you might get me
0: interested. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And thank you for being on Vicki, and we'll see you Sunday. And thank you yes, to every one of you people who listen out there. And thank you to the nurses who took care of me in the hospital. And fuck you to the moron that got my insurance fucking disapproved once until they got it. fixed.
0: <sighs>
3: and thank God, or whoever you want to thank, for you getting better even. Really. We're we're so glad you're back and we're so glad you're feeling better. Yeah. And it was touch and go as far as you've told us, Yeah. People.
4: So worried. Very, so worried.
3: You no, know, absolutely. We love you dearly, my brother. No question. Yeah. Just get no, better. you
2: guys too. Well, Vicki, you I put up with.
3: <laughs> yeah, whatever. We all know the reality of it.
2: Okay. And if uh <clears throat> Good night, everybody.
0: Good night. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> yeah.